you're a part of Francisco's story, which is the incredible thing. And not just through financially, we, so we support Children of the Nation a lot. We work closely with them, but he's in our lobby sharing that story because we had him over and we're in relationship with him. We've offered them hope. And through all that and so much of his story, just having hope is such a big thing and being encouraged and being reminded that he matters deeply to God. And now he's a world changer. Like he's one of the ones who's grown up in this program is gonna go on and he, like he said, he's going to use this for other people. He had such a radical shift of guilt from thinking about how am I gonna survive to how am I gonna help other people around me? And you're part of that story by being a part of this church. Relationships are the key in the midst of all this. People are the kingdom's most valuable resource. Um, this past summer, Rachel and I had a chance to go to Malawi and visit um, and then to see what was going on and to partake in the special needs VBS that we're doing. And, and I didn't know where to start other than uh, signing up and getting in a group and getting on a plane and going. And I think it was somewhat surprising that when I came back, I, I didn't leave with this list of problems or this oppression or this um, burden to carry this country's weight. You know what I left with? I left with some new friends. I left with some relationships with people that my life's not the same and, and theirs is a little bit different to you. And I wanted to just share with you uh, about a couple of people today. Uh, the first of these is Gracious. Um, Gracious is uh, about 22 now and he has cerebral palsy and Gracious is awesome. I was apparently introduced to him. His sponsor is Michael Murray. Michael works here at Summit. He also has uh, CP and he's one of our writers. He writes all of our BCL, just a great person. He's Gracious sponsor, so he had kind of prepped Gracious that I'd be coming, and I get off the bus and I see this person racing towards me and yelling OJ. I'm going, whoa, what's happening right now? And apparently like a minor rock star all of a sudden because of Michael, but because I'm friends with Michael, his sponsor, his friend, I'm a big deal. And uh, so Gracious and I got to be good friends. Um, Gracious and I rap together, no big deal. You'll never see it. Um, <laughs> don't look on Facebook. But. Um, but, uh, but Gracious' story was so great to find out more about him because here's great, like meeting him, he's just full of life and people are just always crowded around Gracious to find out. He's using his music and he's now working for COT and I just saw a picture of him the other day, like working in the office, helping to run this ministry. And when they first met him, when Michael first met him, the first trip they took, they did this incredible camp. They took him to a lake and went on a safari and saw hippos and did all this cool stuff. And so I was asking Grace, like, what was it that made this impact in your life? What really changed it for you? Was it this trip? Was it all these awesome stuff you got? Was it your sponsors? What was it? He said, what changed my life was Michael Murray came from America and came to my living room and said, God cares about you. And God wants to use you now. Uh, Gracia said he had given up hope in his life because um, of his disability, because of uh, his separation from others and his own identity. He had just sort of given up. And here's this other guy around the same age who came across the ocean to say hi and told him you matter to God. And now Gracious is on fire. And his life was changed because someone took the time to remind him that he was created by God. Incredible. I mean, a relationship. Another friend I uh, made uh, was so cool. I um, have a long uh, love for Young Life is why I moved here many years ago to start Young Life in the area, and I'm still a volunteer with uh, Capernaum with the special needs ministry they do. And so one Sunday we're at church, and um, I've, after the service I was meeting the youth pastor and just sort of asking him how they're growing the church. Are you doing outreach ministry? Are you kind of working with kids that are here? He said, oh, I'm trying to, to meet kids, but it's so hard to get access to the schools, and I can't figure out how to do it, or we're just kind of figuring out. I said, well, have you ever heard of Young Life? That's what they do. They go to lunchrooms and his eyes let me. He says, Young Life? I'm a Young Life leader. Uh, do you want to meet the Young Life staff person who's here? And I said, sure. Now, I'm thinking that means I'm going to get a, maybe an email someday or some sort of connection. A few days later, we're in the middle of this camp, and someone comes to me and says, OJ, you have a visitor. And I thought, I, 
I don't have a visitor, I'm in Malawi. I have no, no one here, this is not possible. Um, and here comes Zach walking in uh, with this other guy and uh, Zach and I just hit it off. Like we were just became friends. And I'll tell you, Zach is one of the most consistent people in my life right now who prays for me. Uh, through the miracles of the internet and technology, like we stay in touch on WhatsApp and about once a month, Zach pops in and says, hey man, how's it going? How can I pray for you? Here's a person in the midst of his own ministry in the midst of all this other stuff going on, but he thinks of me and we have become good friends and I'm looking forward uh, to seeing Zach again, but it's incredible just, just the relationships that formed over a question and, and, and what he's been able to do in my life. I don't know that I've offered him a whole lot, but uh, we did buy some t-shirts to send kids to camp. Um, and the last one where I think our whole family's heart has changed is my buddy Simeon. And uh, Simeon is our, our sponsor child in, uh, in Malawi. And um, over the couple of weeks that we were doing the VBS, I just, I thought I kind of had found Simeon and went out of my way to meet him. And we just were hanging out a lot during the week and just hit it off. And Simeon's either seven or 13, we're not sure. Um, we got a lot of different answers on how old Simeon might be. Uh, sweet kid. And, uh, and Simeon was just sort of always attached to me. We were just always hanging out and around. And uh, we left sponsoring him. And what was incredible is we were flipping back through our pictures when we got home. Rachel noticed on our very first day that we were there, um, we, as part of our trips, we do sort of an immersion day where we go visit a family, we do their chores alongside of them and learn what it looks like to kind of have a normal day in the life. And we, you know, there are a bunch of kids around that were hers and some others from next door. And she shows me the picture. And here's Simeon, day one on my leg. And Simeon had found me. Like from the very beginning of this trip, Simeon had been pursuing me and I had no idea. And Zach said something during this past series that where we focus our eyes, where we look, where we see, is often where our heart is. And um, for us, that has changed like a Simeon's on our fridge and we see him every day and the kids pray for Simeon every day. He's a part of our family and a part of what God is doing in the midst of our lives. Um, resources follow relationships. Uh, they start with the relationships, but a lot of our resources are there, stuff we've left, money we give, parts of our heart. We've invested in this, we're invested. And as a church, we're highly invested because partnerships are the key for us. Um, we wanna join those whom God has already set up. We wanna join where God is already at work and be able to invest in them for the long haul and work through them. And, and here's, I, I wanna make sure we say this a couple of times. Make sure you hear this. God is at work in Africa. We are not taking God to Africa. God is alive and well in Africa. And I will bet in the next 20 years in our lifetime, um, and I know it's already started, we will be ministered to you by folks from Africa coming because the church is exploding there. God is doing incredible things that are there. And so we're looking for ways that he's already at work to come alongside and to invest in them. And we're stepping in and partnering there. So partnerships are the key. So I wanna point out a couple of those today of how you as a church, as Summit Church, are, are working alongside the kingdom of God in Africa. So the first of this, Children of the Nations. This is the one that we hear about a lot. It's where we um, are able to sponsor kids, where we walk in into their lives. And uh, Children of the Nations has a very long-term view, much like we do, where we wanna be invested for a long time and see a big return. What they do is they wanna build world changers right from the start. So they're investing in kids' lives, education, food, and their desire and their vision is to raise those kids up so that they're the doctors, the lawyers, the teachers, the government leaders of tomorrow. And they're already starting to see that. Francisco is one of them. Francisco will change the world by who he is and what he cares about. They have people that are in med school. They're seeing uh, just unbelievable amount of kids going to college and they're seeing this starting to live out. And that country is gonna be changed because some of the work that we're doing now uh, Africa Windmill Project. This one it really caught me by surprise while we were there. Most of Malawi is dry red dust. And in, in the season we're there, we go in the winter, it's kind of in between farming seasons and there's just dust everywhere. I, my shoes are, I wore black shoes, they turned red. It's that kind of place. But we pull up to this place and you can see just a little bit of how green it is. 
And there's a guy here, the Drake family, John Drake. Uh, he was here earlier this morning. And um, when he went, he's an engineer, and architect. And he said, I, I think I can help. What if we were able to figure out a way to build a windmill to help irrigate fields? And it has turned into this multi-layered way of helping people farm. And just this past year alone, they've taught 700 people how to farm because mostly one of the big problems in Malawi is food. They don't know where food is coming tomorrow, much less a week and a month from now. And they're starting to change that. And I believe that in this next generation, the work they're doing will transform a huge swath of Africa because of the way they're teaching them sustainable farming and, and all this. It's incredible to see what's happening there. Market colors. Um, this is another one birth out of uh, Summit of People Going and being able to teach women how to uh, do this incredible craftsmanship and sell it here and be able to provide for their families. You can buy those online. We sell them oftentimes at different seasons here. World Relief um, is ministering to churches and teaching them to have a missional mindset, to teach them how to love their neighbor in their own context. They're walking alongside of them, and so we've been able to partner with them. Incredible for them to think just beyond what's happening right in their place and to their neighbors around them. Nairobi Chapel, uh, this is uh, kind of one of the places where we partner for church planning. This church is exploding. They've invited us in, and we're partners with them. We've changed staff out from time to time. Uh, the Matlack family, who go to Lake Mary when they're in town, uh, have moved over there. He was a, managed a Starbucks here in Lake Mary and got a heart for Africa and moved to one of the poorest parts of Nairobi, and they minister to the churches there, and we walk alongside of them. We'll be taking a trip there this summer as well. And last but not least is Children's Hope Chest. They're the organization that we came alongside this Christmas Eve. We're able to give our Christmas Eve offering to. And they were meeting children on the street um, and getting to know their families and, and able to step in and teach them job skills and life skills and savings and how to have a hope for their future. And we're able to see these huge impacts because of the work IE is doing there and the way they've invited us in. Uh, like the Good Samaritan, we need to know enough to care. We need to be able to look and see what's happening there. But the Good Samaritan also took action, and we've got to be willing to take action. We need to be able to meet the needs that are placed in front of us. And then we need to be able to take the long view. Uh, we need to give, especially as a church, until we feel a burden. We need to be able to step in. The Good Samaritan not only helped him in the immediate moment, but paid his week's wages and any other debt he incurred, he took on. And so that's what we're invited to as well. So what can you individually do? Uh, my strong encouragement is don't be the first two guys in the story. Don't be the guys who just saw and looked and kept walking on. Look until you see. Take the time to at least look and see, is this where God is calling me to? Because each and every one of you has been called, if you're a follower of Jesus, to minister to someone. You are called to people. That's what God has wired you up for. And to be able to take this opportunity and say, is this where God's calling me to? And just at least take the time to see, am I supposed to take a step in this direction? And, and it's okay if not, if there's another area he's calling you to because he's calling you somewhere. But take the time to see. Um, one of those ways you can do that is, uh, for everyone is to pray. Pray for what God would have for you in this. Take some time to pray and pray to him and pray for the organizations we sponsor with as well. And then there's some actual um, uh, like physical steps you can do. When you walked in this morning, you were handed this card. Um, you can either fill this out and check in, someone will get in touch with you, or in the lobby we'll have opportunities for you to talk through all these. There's three steps. One, you can get educated. We're going to have a class called Join Africa where we talk about poverty, where we talk about Africa, where we talk about everything that's going on, how we're called in the partnership, and we'll be looking at that. Maybe that's just what you need to see. To be able to see clearly, you need to learn more, and that can be a great way. Second, uh, sponsor. You can sponsor kids. You can walk away today and invite one of these kids into your life. They can be a part of what you do if your prayer life. Um, what's really amazing, I think, with COTN, with Children of the Nations, is the way they do their sponsorships. Um, every kid I met there knew their sponsor. 
They may not have ever met them personally, but they would ask me, do you know Diana? Do you know Joe? Do you know Mike? He goes to Summit Church. They know Summit Church. They know you guys. You're their church. Like you are a huge part of their family, which is just very humbling that they look at us like that and that they know that we're there with them, that we're not just some people far away, but there were people that come and love on them. But they know their sponsor. You have an opportunity to be in relationship with them and you actually have an opportunity to go see them someday. Um, so many of the kids I met wanted to know because they, they knew I would see them and, and you can have I go and actually there. And so that's the big ask. Um, I'm asking folks for you to consider to go. This summer, we're looking for 50 to 75 people across all of our campuses to go on a trip this summer. And I'll tell you, when I say that about going to Africa, if there's even an inkling in you that starts going, am I, am I supposed to think about that? You're supposed to think about that because that is not a normal reaction when someone says go to Africa. Um, Take some time to think about that. Ask questions. We'll be on the lobby and talking about it. We're taking a number of different trips. You can work with kids. You can work with adults. There's all kinds of different things in the middle as we get to know and get to see up close and personal. I'll be leading a trip this summer for a couple of weeks. We'll be doing our special needs VBS again. I'd love to invite you along. If you can get over spending two weeks with me, then you'd love the rest of it. Um, but there's some implications to all these steps as well. Uh, one, it'll cost us. To bear another person's burden, it costs. It costs time. It costs energy. It costs money. Um, We'll be changed. You can't step into this world. You can't step into God's people and what's going on and not be changed. And we'll be humbled because you're going to come face to face with a great big God, a great big God who cares desperately about his people. And we will be humbled in the face of that God. But you know what? God will work through us. Uh, what we've seen just in the last 10 years uh, of the change that they're making, it's unbelievable. What I saw in the fields of the farmers in just a year or two and to see green coming out of dry red earth, things are changing. Uh, and we will be a part of that, and God will use your individual actions to be a part of that. Our world will bo get both bigger and smaller, but ultimately better, uh, because you have the courage to let your little old self to be used by our great big God. Would you pray with me? God, you are a great big God. You are a God who loves us. You are a God who is actively at work in the world, and you're a God who sees us individually as well. In the mix of your unbelievable size in the midst of your breath, in the midst of your scope. You see each and every one of us individually. You know our names. You've known them since the beginning of time. You've known us in our mother's womb. And you see our neighbors, and they all have faces, and they all have names, and they have stories, and you care desperately for them. God, and you have invited us in, both as a church, together, um, as individuals, Lord. Um, we are humbled by that. God, that you are a God that still chooses to use broken sinners in the midst of a world that desperately needs you. And our individual actions can add up. Taking these steps towards you and towards our neighbors, uh, big things happen. God, I pray this morning that as we hear this, as we look and see, God, that um, as we're prompted, as we're stirred, that we would follow those longings, that we would take that next step of whatever you're calling us to, that we would overcome our fear, that we would step through whatever obstacles are there to get a closer look at who you care for and at your heart. And Lord, we pray all of this this morning and thank you uh, for what you're doing in the midst of our hearts in Africa. And we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.